0: listening to takedowns to breakdowns yep hot like a motherfucker yep. yeah 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 <laughs> feel jazzed up now yeah yeah boika <laughs> i like i like how like one of those scenes he just yells his name boika like pokemon or, yeah. or maybe it was somebody else who yelled it but like he's in the middle of doing some weird triple axle somersault <laughs> barrel roll into like a Roundhouse kick from mid air somehow, and is he just like Boyka while well, he does, well, he does yeah. it? Yeah. Um. So I've actually never seen those movies. I've never seen the Undisputed movies, but I've only watched the fight scenes on YouTube of Yuri Boyka. Y yep. u r i Boyka b o y k a, and that's uh. That's all I've seen of those movies, and
1: that's I feel like that's all I need to see. Were they movies. ever uh, released in America? Like, were they ever in theaters? Because I've never seen... Theaters? No, no. Those that seems like... like an international type of thing. Uh, I undisputed. I
0: think those were straight to DVDs.
1: Okay, gotcha.
0: I mean, they look good. I have to say... Surprisingly, the shots were not that bad.
1: Well, I was just getting ready to say, it, it reminded me of the way Jackie Chan does his films. You know, just the extended uh, shots. You get to see the action, you know, and especially when they're doing close-ups on a particular technique, you know, and, you know, in other movies, you'll see, like, the back of the actor, which clearly you know it's a stunt double or whatever performing this trick. It's like, no, like, he'll do a move on the ground, like, he'll jump up there, land on the ground, then turn over, and you see him, and it's like, oh, he actually did that, okay, and the scene is still going on, and then they stand back up, they're doing other things, and then, finally, the camera will cut to a different angle, you know?
0: I don't know what martial art level that actor is who does Yuri Boyka. I don't know. We can just look it up. The that is, like,
1: gymnast-level stuff, what so, he's well, doing. Well,
0: here's the thing, and this is something I wanted to point out. A, I don't think kicks are a realistic thing to use in an actual fight unless you're kicking below the waist. Anything above the waist... You gotta be a real perfect kicker. Very
1: accurate, yeah.
0: Really perfect kicker to be able you gotta be Israel Adesanya to land some actual kicks that will do damage up high. You know what yeah. I mean? Like when you see sidekicks, most sidekicks aren't gonna blast somebody back unless you face somebody who knows how to throw unless you get Joe Rogan. You get Joe yeah, Rogan yeah. donkey sidekicked. Like that's that's a obvious Time technique. almost
1: has to like slow down in order for you to get that accuracy. Cause even when you and I were watching videos uh, on the on that fighter, uh, what was his name again? Boyka? No, no, the the other one. Um, Israel Adesanya. Yeah, it's like he almost gets into that Spidey sense mode where like time around him just slows down, so he's able to just like get that those like perfect timed kicks in. Yeah, you know. Yeah, he's it, to move out the yeah, way. Yeah, because watching some of that his highlights in slow mo, and I'm like, how did he? How is that even possible for a human to do? Um, yeah. Yeah. I, and speaking of him, you know, I, cause I've never heard of him, you know, you, uh, th- this video we watched a little while ago was the first time I've ever seen what this guy was capable of. Um, he, he reminds me a little bit of Silva and John Jones. His style. He, he, and- so
0: he, he was compared to Anderson Silva a lot when he first broke in the UFC. He's been known in the kickboxing and the Muay Thai community for quite some time, as you saw by his highlights. He's yeah. a savage, so yep. he he does have a name there. But when he came to MMA, only the real hardcore MMA heads knew about him. They were like, "Holy shit!" You know, the last style benders here. What I can't wait to see how he does. And like I was telling you before, they fed him like relative, like good prospects, but nobody like hard. Mm. Like I think Derek Brunson was really like on paper the the like, oh man, this should be a good fight. And he just smashed Derek Brunson as you saw. Mm-hmm. But he's uh he's his striking technique, like the only way I can describe it is not so much like John Jones creative, which it is. It's very John Jones style creative. I think he has John Jones body. He looks like John Jones' brother in a way. Yeah. I think what makes him unique is that he reminds me a lot of uh Joanna. Okay. Uh Joanna John Jacek, I believe is her name. Or Joanna Champion, because I can't pronounce Polish names. Again, apologies, Tomek. Uh it's it's like that, where when Joanna came in, she was so above level with her striking, nobody could compete with her. Mm-hmm. And people are almost intimidated and, and not able to hit her, not able to find out what she's doing. And she was shredding girls. She was shredding girls up until Rose Yunez. Yeah. And she was just demolishing them because she had so much experience from her uh, like pre-UFC years mm-hmm. fighting. And Adesanya reminds me a lot of that, of pre-UFC, he's a demolisher. And you have this guy with so much experience coming in. The only thing he really has to consider now is wrestling. And even then, he's got the he knows range well enough. He's able to just stuff takedowns.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So no, he's he's pretty terrifying. If you ask me, I think he's uh, I think the hype is real for him. I think
1: the hype is very real for him. Um, and spe- and speaking of Silva, you actually told me, and this is where where uh, you you first showed me the highlights. You were like, "Yeah, did you know that you know Silva's fighting At this Sunday. guy?" Yeah, and I'm like, "Wait, what?" I didn't even know Silva was still relevant. I you know. So
0: Silver got popped for steroids. Uh, I think he's still. I think he he's still been suspended since his Nick Diaz fight. Okay, I'm pretty sure. Um, because he broke his leg with the Chris Weidman stuff. Yep, he took steroids to recover. Blamed it on dick pills. They had to like do testing on him. Mm. Um. And yeah, ever since then, I think it's been. Uh, I think he hasn't fought since. Then. Oh no, I think yeah. I think I don't think he's fought since then. Let me let me find out. I'm looking up right now. I was
1: just gonna ask. Have you seen any like footage of him training? Nope. And he can't? No. Nothing? Huh.
0: He's 34-8-0. Uh, his last fight was. No, he faced uh, Brunson. His last fight was UFC 208 on February 11th, 2017. He won by decision versus Derek Brunson. Before that, he fought. Daniel Cormier as a last second uh, as a last second fill-in because that's when John Jones popped hot at UFC Mm. 200. He lost by decision. He lost before that to decision to Michael Bisping. He's been Mm. actually pretty active. 2016, 2016, 2017. Uh, Okay, I mean active. He's been out since February 11, 2017. Okay. So, I'm sorry. I got that entirely wrong with uh, his his stats. And that was just
1: due to the suspension? Yeah, he, he popped
0: hot. And you blamed it on dick pills, and it wasn't dick pills. So, so yeah. But, yeah, that's going to be a very interesting fight because you have a really old Anderson Silva. I think he's going to get chewed the fuck up by Adesanya. I think so. I think you have a guy who's... I'm taking nothing away from Chris Weidman, a.k.a. The Chris, but Chris Weidman was able to outstrike Anderson Silva twice, And he's not that great of a striker in comparison to a guy like Israel Adesanya. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, no. Uh, Adesanya is just so elite in his ability, just his counterattacking, his pressure, his ability to gauge distance. Um, Yeah, I think it's going to be interesting because they're both characters. Anderson Silva is very cocky. He likes to play off in the ring a lot. Um, And Adesanya clearly doesn't mind getting into it. But Adesanya is not like diaz level cocky where he's like not even putting yeah, up a no. guard he's always ready to fight but he's talking shit or doing you know he's still showing some character like uh, some some charisma in the in the ring but it's not the same thing so it's very interesting
1: that and their defense when they're standing too you know they're like you were mentioning earlier like the head movements you know i i don't know i i mean i haven't watched the last several anderson fights but i wonder if he still has that. Um, like mobility. And the, this? Yeah.
0: It's not the same. It's still there in spurts. Yeah. It's not the same as it was when he was literally dodging every prime.
1: Yeah.
0: So it happens when you hit like when you get closer to 40, like you do lose some physical abilities. Sure. Speaking of getting into your forties, fucking Chuck Liddell <laughs> versus Tito Ortiz. Holy shit. Yeah. I want your thoughts. I want Mikey's hot takes.
1: Okay, well, first off, I just think it's funny how, like... Because I think back to one of our earlier podcasts when you had mentioned, oh, yeah, the Man," he's he's talking about wanting to face John Jones, right? But, like, okay, the, the, I, I had to do research on this. So, first off, when I watched him... When I watched them both do, like, the weigh-ins and stuff, why the fuck... And I get it, again, age, but, like, I've seen better people... Around fifty, that can walk okay. What the? Does this dude have arthritis or something? He why looks he like, like he's walking on like hot coals. Twenty like all the time. Why just is he like limping all over? Yeah, and like his arms are just <laughs> out. Like <laughs> he just got done getting like raped or something. I' sorry to even say that if that anyone was, gets offended. I don't know where your Jesus mind went Christ. With that. But like, go there? I don't know. Like he, it's almost like ah dot dot. You know, like he's just in that position. Like ah. Just a weird, phys- and I. He, the thing is, even in his prime, I always thought he had the weirdest physique. He was in shape.
0: He has that physique. He has that odd physique where he has like, like an he extended should be gut. fat. He has like an know? extended gut. He has long arms. He's got like skinny shoulders.
1: That's well, you know what it is. I don't think they're long arms. They're just skinny arms. He's got skinny arms. He's got a wide torso, and yeah, he's got like a pot belly six pack. But that's like his. But that's just his body, because even in his prime, that's how he looks. Yeah, I'm sure that's no, like, you know, physical, like... He still had a six-pack
0: in his most recent fight against Oh, I'm not
1: saying he had a beer belly, but it's just he's got one of those bodies where I feel like he would probably look better. Like, he was just made to be fat, but instead he's just always in shape, so he just looks awkward. You know what I mean? So, regardless... I hope Chuck Dell hears this. So, yeah, right? (laughs) Um, So, I watched... The training video or of him just
0: <laughs> the open workout video, the
1: open workout video where like Ortiz just like kind of you know chimed in at one point. But uh, you know, there's just something like when you and I do some boxing drills and you're holding the mats and I'm hitting them, whatever, there's like that little momentum thing. Like, uh, as the person holding the mats, you kind of the
0: subconsciously, myths. yeah, the
1: you myths. subconsciously mimic the movement, like you. You know what I mean? Just to get, like, um, uh, you almost, like, smack their fists without thinking. And it's not, like, you're a full extension, but it's, like, a light tap. Are you talking about me specifically? Yeah, yeah. Oh, but okay. it's not okay. just you. It's trainers in general, though. When they're holding the mitts out to get, like, that, uh, I don't know, that, like, really loud whack sound, it's right. not all coming from the punch. It's, like, that little one-inch, like, pop. That yeah, slight so yeah, movement. It's,
0: it's kind of like you're moving to
1: meet for to absorb. I feel like this trainer was just meeting Chuck kind of halfway. <laughs> Compared to what I do? Compare Yeah. Well the thing is you just you do it the way every trainer does it, which is the proper way, you know? Because I feel like you're also bracing yourself for the hits. Yeah. Because if you were just limp holding the mat, your arm would be flying back. Yeah, so it's so I'm just like- it's not like you're purposely trying to move forward with your hands. You're just bracing the hit. So when I do hit you know, your arms not flying back and you're pulling something in like your upper back or whatever, your shoulder. But like, his, I just, there again, I, I he understand was, like, reaching out extended literally. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen the video. I literally. That, yeah. It was just like, all right, we're just gonna, I mean, it was like half punches. Like, and they were both like just meeting halfway. So you were hearing the sound like, oh yeah, is he really hitting hard? But then you look at the speed and you look at what the trainer's doing. It wasn't there. Um, he did maybe one or two combos, which is like, all right, I mean, he's got it for, what is he, 48, 50, something like that? Uh, no, he's
0: not in his 50s. I think he's...
1: Like, 48? I, th- I think he's upper 40s. Oh, uh, that's out. Like,
0: How old is Chuck Liddell? Chuck Liddell is
1: 48. Oh, 48. Okay, yeah, 48. Okay, okay, okay. Well, uh, How old is
0: Tito Ortiz?
1: 42, I think okay thank you never mind i think he's 42 so i mean yeah yeah, there's also that age difference but like never mind 48's old as fuck yeah
0: fuck so here's the thing go building up to this fight it was hilarious because everybody was saying you know chuck liddell is trying to sleep everybody he's coming off as like he even got asked in a lot of interviews like about his workout videos like why are you going so slow he was like, I'm just warming up, man. I'm just taking it easy, just you know, working up to it, and then we do we go all out and we don't show that. So everybody thought he was honey dicking to get tickets. Like, oh, he's gonna turn it on in the fight and just fucking knock out uh, Tito. Just fucking blast him. And then the fight went down. I was like, oh god, no. Yeah. Like <laughs> just stop it. Jesus. No, why? Yeah. Tito, no, stop. <laughs> it
1: was <laughs> But you know what? I have to say though, like, um first off in Tito too. There's something about Tito. I just I fucking cringe. Every time I hear him, like, every time he tries to, like, taunt a fighter, I'm just like... <sighs> Talking
0: was never his strong point.
1: Yeah, no. <laughs> Talking to them yeah, was no. his strong point. And another thing, too, it's like, why was this a trilogy if Tito lost the first two fights? You know what I mean? I get it. Okay.
0: Well, I think it's because Tito wanted to retire. Or they, Tito, Tito he, was planning to retire. And I then, thought they did retire, though. No, Tito just fought. Like, last year, he fought Trail Sonnen, I think it was. Oh, okay. And Tito was kind of like, I'm about to retire. And I think that's when Chuck said, oh, I'm coming back. And I think Tito jumped on that and said, Well, if you're coming back, I'm about to leave. I'm ending on a win because I'm
1: going to knock you the fuck out. Okay. And Chuck was like, You're not knocking me the fuck out. That's a joke. Okay. If you think you're going to outbox me? And sure enough, what happened? Yeah. But you know what? I have to say, just like both their performances, though. I mean, granted, obviously Tito won. You know, congrats to him. But like, I feel like both their performances were kind of lacking. You know, they were both very slow and although Tito did get his combos in at the end, it's they were just I don't know, just very slow. You know what That's... I didn't like? I didn't like
0: the sight cuz like the sight that you have at the very end when Tito take like goes into Chuck is over like Tito's shoulder so you see all of Chuck the whole time. Yeah. And you see the 1 2 hit and Chuck's face was like <laughs> oh, that's right. I'm forty eight. Yeah. I have done this exactly. in a while. Yeah. And that's when I was like, oh no. And the whole crowd was like, oh. and then Tito just fucking laid it on him and he yeah. went down. It was like And immediately I cringe because we've seen that from Chuck too many times. Yeah. I'm not surprised, Dana said, I'm not fucking supporting you fighting. Yeah. I wanted you out. Well. I don't want you to fight again. You don't have to fight again. I don't want to fucking see this. And he was right. You know, and and, and even Chuck's old coach. Did, who didn't coach him for this said i told him no and then you know it was a sad sight to see because that's what i thought was going to happen and it was almost like you saw the brain trauma from years and years of fighting just pop up right there like you saw it on that was what it looked like on his face and he got hit before he got knocked out he got hit and his face went hey it's me brain damage and then i was
1: like oh shit that's brain He's damage like, oh yeah and then the final hit comes yeah. in yeah
0: it just goes night night and yeah. that was just oh no Brain damage is here. Oh no. And that was, that's what hurt the most. It's like, dude, nobody wants to see you do this. Yeah. Like, if you were competitive, sure. You're not, you're clearly all the thoughts, all the rumors, all the words said about how, you know, battle damaged you are and the injuries and all, and how you shouldn't be fighting anymore. Well, guess what? It's all fucking true. Yeah. And that's, I think, what that fight for, like, confirmed for
1: everybody. And that's what bothered everybody. Like I said, the, I mean, the number one thing that concerned me, like just watching the way this dude walked, you know, because he might be 48, but he's walking around like he's 96. Yeah, um, he's pretty stiff. Yeah. So I, the first thing I thought of was, oh, my God, this dude has like a horrible case of arthritis or something just like <laughs> in his entire... He was walking on hot ah, coals. That's the only thing I could think of. Like, oh, hot, hot. Like, however, anyone picturing this right now, like, just step on something hot. And however your body goes, that's how this dude walks. Just, ah, yeah. his arms out, his, like, chest popping out, you know, and his legs are kind of, you know. It's just, it was weird. Just very weird. It's like watching someone with a disability go up against, you know, just whatever.
0: You know what it looked like? It looked like he walked, like, uh, I forget, I forget what it is. It's like the old Saturday cartoons or Sunday cartoons. It's like, and they're stepping like all left, all right, all left, all right. You know what it is? All left, Maybe all right. I think, he, his, I think it's, it's his back.
1: That's he, what I think. He walks like a fat guy. He just needs to gain weight. <laughs> I swear to God, I think he's one just of those guys. Just go heavyweight. Heavyweight. Just let it go. <laughs> can the imagine, gym.
0: Can you imagine if he gets back? And wants to do. First of all, he said this is his first. His This is his comeback fight. So he said he's back. He's back for That's a while. That's what he while. said. Yeah. He said, I'm back. This is my comeback fight. I'm working my way back up. He wants to. He thinks he's going to go for the belt.
1: Hmm. Here's an interesting thought. Him for, for Sean Jones? No, no, no. <laughs> Him and all these other delusionals who are uh, thinking about making comebacks. Do you think they should have their own weight... Well, not necessarily weight class, but division. Like the elderly division, but no. not called that, no. you know, tell something...
0: Them, just tell them to stop. But think about it's it,
1: It's over. But think about it. It's over. Two guys in their 60s going at it, that wouldn't sell. That wouldn't be entertaining. You wouldn't want to see two 60-year-olds go at it? No. And they've been doing martial arts for the last, like... 50 years since they were like 10 i would only watch it if it was ufc one rules
0: (laughs) oh okay no gloves wear a gi Mm. wear shoes i don't give a shit like just no eye gouging or groin shots
1: yeah just
0: go ahead fucking go at it let's see what happens you know like that's what i would see i want to see them be i'd rather see chuck liddell come out and do kempo yeah then do fucking then you know what i mean like use his kempo background yeah instead of like his his boxing background Hmm. i'd rather see that and have him wear a full gi i'd rather see that i'd rather see you know like name any gracie (laughs) just come back with a gi on and just see that and how that goes i want to see sumo wrestlers Retired sumo wrestlers fucking come and... and
1: yeah, it, you know, it's it's very interesting, like, back in the past, you know, how diverse the UFC was. You know, they literally just took anybody, you know, oh, I'm 130 pounds karate background. Well, now you're going up against 275 pound or 300 pound sumo Well, wrestler, that's what it was, you know? right? Like, it
0: was, what's the best martial art? Yeah. Which works to a degree, but there were still limitations for all the arts. So mm. it's like...
1: I guess. Now, do you think if there was a corporation or company, whatever, that came back today and decided to uh, rehash that idea and bring UFC that back? water rules? Yeah, well, even the idea of no weight class, do you think it would fly? do you I don't think, think I, it would I be as
0: popular. It would not be sanctioned by any state athletic commission. It would have to be done on like Indian reservations. Mm. Um. I mean, we have bare knuckle fighting now. Johnny
1: Hendricks. Yeah, yeah, which I don't think he's even doing great in. Yeah. Poor Johnny. Well, he can't use his enhancers anymore. No. Is the gut growing?
0: I, I'm assuming. I've, I, I, you know, we shit on Johnny Hendricks. I, I think it's because we're GSP fans. Yeah. But we fucking shit on Johnny Hendricks. Um, if that came back, I think it would attract, I think it would get eyeballs. I think it would get eyeballs because I think fight, combat sports are now at a point enough, like a mainstream enough where people are tuned into fighting Mm. and would probably go into that. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I think it's a good idea. I I think it would be a great fucking idea if that were the case. Sure.
1: And I think it's just interesting, too, because it's like, you know, uh, when you and I were doing jujitsu, it's like the idea behind that art was... For people smaller in stature, and you know, going up against guys who were six, six and a half feet tall, but being able to take them out, being five, three, five, four, you know,
0: the cool thing, or the not the the cool thing I would like to see is I want to see self defense arts. Now, here's the problem: you can't really use them because a lot of those things are. Eye gouges. A lot of those things are like, you know, like pretty nasty shit. Mm. So I don't think that would fly. But I kind of want to see Krav Maga versus a wrestler. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of want to see that. I think it would be pre- like an actual Krav Maga artist versus like an NCAA wrestler. I would really like to see that and see what happens. Yep. Um, I think it would be really cool. So I think from that point of view, it would be successful. But I'm also a martial artist fan. A martial art fan and a martial artist right so i mean i'm a little biased i'm not the standard general public that's trying to watch monday night football and then after that they want to watch you know kempo versus kung fu like you know what i mean so it, mm. it's not really it's not re- I'm, I'm, I'm not that guy i'm not that person i'm not that clientele so of course i'm going to tune into that yeah you know i found more about Boyka Boyka was oh, born Boyka, in yeah. 1976 in West Midlands, England, the UK.
1: Okay. Uh, he One of his quotes is... I just, I'm sorry, what is he then? English. He, Yuri Boyka? Yeah. That's an English name? Well, that's the name of the movie. That's
0: not his actual name. Oh! His I actual thought... name is Scott Atkins. Oh, Jesus, dude. You keep calling him Boyka. I'm like, oh, look at these Boyka highlights. Okay. No, it's it's because he he's... That's a famous... That's like what he's most known for. Okay. Oh, he was, in, he was in Doctor Strange. Never seen it. He was in The Expendables. Really? Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay, this dude's been American Assassin, Wolf Warrior 2, Savage Dog. Yeah, this dude's been around. Shit. Um, his quote is, I just remember Bruce Lee blowing my mind on the screen. I thought to myself, that's what I want to do for a living when I'm older. Bruce Lee was so magnetic and charismatic, and held the screen so well. His trademark is being a spectacular martial arts performer. Um, sh- let's see, well, let's see his role in Doctor
1: Strange because that's a huge hmm. movie. Bruce Lee was his idol, but I see a lot of Jackie Chan in him. You, you know, see Jackie Chan in him, especially when he's doing a lot of his own fighting stunts. Not, I mean, Jackie Chan did just stunts in general, right? But like. Just a lot of the fighting aspect of it. I mean, I just see a lot of uh, Jackie Chan, for sure. Like, that speed and... Oh, my God.
0: Oh, I do remember him. He was one of the bad guys in Doctor Strange. Okay. I remember that. Lucian Aster. He was, uh, like, the evil guy's right-hand, like, pr- primary uh, assistant. Mm. Like, uh, nemesis guy to go fight, so... Okay. That makes sense. Who was he in
1: the Expendables? That's that's my question now. That's very probably interesting. another bad guy. Because I there's no way I recognize them. <laughs> oh no, he wasn't a yeah. He wasn't one of the good. He guys. He wasn't an Expendable for sure. No, but I want to know his. Uh, he wasn't Chuck Norris, Jean
0: Claude, Terry Crews, Rainy Couture, Liam H- Liam Hemsworth was in that.
1: He was in uh, Expendables the second one. He died like literally in the be- oh spoiler alert by the way movies. So fucking old at this point. Um, yeah, he dies right in the beginning. Uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme. Uh, so, like, someone holds a dagger to his chest, and Van Damme, like, does a spinning roundhouse kick to the knife And like... Oh, really? Yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, okay. Expendables 2. Hector.
1: Oh, I remember
0: this guy in Expendables 2. Oh, shit. Okay. Oh, he was in the second one. Yeah, yeah.
1: Oh shit! Okay. Yeah, I recognize
0: him. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so this guy's actually been in a, in a good amount of big movies. Okay, cool. That sucks. They didn't use him for all of his martial arts abilities.
1: Yeah, really. He's always played like minor actor, number two or three. Like he's yeah. he's never the like the in the spotlight. Speaking of uh, martial
0: artists in movies, you know who I was surprised to see in a, in a big movie? Oh, uh, what was the what was the what was that movie? Um, Rampage with uh the rock. Never seen it. Well, but the big gorilla, the big like okay. albino gorilla. I don't know you probably saw the uh, trailers for it. Mm. Uh Uriah Faber. I'm sorry? Yep. Uriah Faber's in that. He plays the gorilla? No, I don't no, no, understand. No, 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 he plays. He, he's one of the mercenaries in that. Oh, oh, okay. He plays a character in that. And I was like, holy oh, shit. I was like... Interesting. And I didn't know this. So I'm watching Rampage, and then I saw who I thought was like... Immediately, I just went, is that Uriah Faber? And then the next scene, I'll, I go, holy fuck, that's Uriah Faber. Good hmm. for Uriah Faber. Good for him. That's awesome that he's acting. Interesting. He even says a few words. Yeah, good for him. How was the movie though? You do know that was an old video game, right? Yeah, yeah. The movie was entertaining. Okay. It was. It actually wasn't bad. Like, here's the thing: you need to understand. Like, with the movies, The Rock does, and my one of my friends, uh, one of my former roommates, actually uh, uh, Kenny, he actually brought this up, and and his brother Jeff said the same thing. The Rock is really good at doing just fun summer flicks that fill the stereotype of being the American. Good guy. Mm. The big muscular gun-toting, body-slamming American. That's that's the rock in the majority of his movies. And he fulfills that very well. Especially in Rampage. So I went into Rampage just expecting a fun action movie. And it was that because I thought of it as that. I didn't go into being like, I hope this story grips me. And I and I understand the struggle of the characters and the protagonist. Mm. And I no, no. I fucking went in that just being like, I hope the special effects are really good, and they were, and it was fucking cool. Okay. So that's really all I wanted, and that hit the mark, and that was awesome. So yeah.
1: Okay, I can't even remember the last uh, rock movie I, I ever. Maybe the Scorpion King. Jesus! Whatever. Yeah. What have you been doing for the yeah. past and, I mean, fifteen he, years? That was like what the beginning of his career in acting. Jesus, that was back when I was in middle school. Maybe. Yeah, I probably have seen another movie since, but I don't remember. Oh, I'm uh, the Fast and Furious movies. Excuse me. Clearly, he left a mark. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah the the last Fast and Furious movie.
0: How come you don't see movies? No time? It's not that I don't
1: have time. You, you know what it is? You'd just rather play games um, or do something else? You know, it, it probably is because I don't have... No, movies lately haven't been really uh, attracting me. You know, I... Uh, oh, I get that. I mean, oh, I Star that. Wars, you know, like every year I'll watch the new Star Wars movie, whatever comes out. Um, huge Star Wars fan. Um, the last movie I saw in theaters, though? <laughs> Couldn't tell you. I
0: honestly don't go to movie theaters that much. Mm. i watch them at home
1: yeah and i don't know if this is appropriate to say over a podcast but having an amazon fire stick uh jailbroken is also quite nice so (laughs) So that's sponsored by amazon yeah yeah yeah, exactly um but yeah man there's just there has haven't there really haven't been any movies that uh appeal to me on 13 on 13 yeah so
0: classics I hope everybody listening listened to the last podcast, or the last podcast, the last episode, where this fucking guy doubted everything I said about that movie review. So we turned off that episode, <laughs> and we walked into the room right next door, and I put that shit on. In five minutes, guess what? That motherfucker got woke and saw Aunt 13. No, no, no. Before that, dragon, I saw this
1: fucking dragon you were talking and saw about the getting, dragon shot dance getting shot at. And like, yeah, they get shot by the British or the French, whatever. And they were just like, oh, they're just dancing or whatever. (laughs) They're just doing the dragon dance. And then they never mind. And then he saw all the shit that I
0: talked about, about how Jet Li in that movie is a fucking general, not a doctor, because he was decreed by an excellency. The excellency. No, an excellency, because there's another one. Oh, that's right. Because there's two, because there's yeah. another excellency in town that he has to obey, Yeah, but an excellency that tells him he has to go to someplace else and he has to train the troops.
1: Uh, yeah. Well, now I'm curious about, uh, and I, I got to watch the other movies in um, Cantonese for sure. Because I'm telling you right now, the dub version does not start out with the fucking dancing dragons on ships, a fleet of ships. What did it start with? Uh, to be honest, I I know it didn't take place anywhere near water. It was somewhere in the village. I don't even know if it started in like his uh, his practice or I I couldn't tell you. I I haven't watched it. How funny if it's a completely different movie.
0: <laughs> it's literally yeah. Jet Li's a doctor. He's you this know what? Guy I noticed with other
1: movies though, not even just Jet Li movies. Um, for whatever reason, if you watch uh the original, which you did, you know in Cantonese. It was just, and compare that with the English dubbed, for whatever reason, it was just, they mix-matched certain scenes, or whatever scenes were in the Cantonese are not in the English, and, like, there were certain scenes added for the English that weren't in the Cantonese. Just very confusing. Yeah. But, yeah. So,
0: not, not that I want to get too deep into it, but I just want to make a note of it. So, I, my school has closed for multiple reasons. But long story short, I'm officially on the longest time frame of not practicing at a martial arts school of my entire life. Cause when I started six years ago, I never really stopped. Mm. So this is my first time really stopping. And it's been a little, it's been about two and a half months now that I haven't been in, a, in class or, or done anything like that. And t- you know, to, to the truth of it is just, I'm still recovering from my injury on some level. So, I can't really just go find another school, and nor do I want to, but this is something that I've always spoken about with you privately and with uh, people I've trained with where I always always said, if the school ever closed, I think I would always try to do Muay Thai and Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu separately by themselves. Mm -hmm. So I'm actually at a moment of opportunity to do these things, but I don't really feel an inclination to. A, because I'm still recovering, so my body's still kind of beat up so i'm used to, i'm kind of just trying to get used to putting my body back through wear and tear yeah yep. uh but b it's also mentally like i was thinking i was like i have a i have time i have free time to do stuff with friends and family and and just myself even i because i've been you know you you know my schedule back when i was going to school how mm. busy it was all the time going to school being the, the martial arts school um so, that's that's a very precious thing I never considered. But B is also a matter of it feels good to let my body start to heal a bit, which you don't think about. But, like, my body feels really good right now, back injury notwithstanding. Yeah. Like, I haven't – because I haven't been able to, to throw punches or kicks or do anything. I, I haven't – I can't even – I don't even have the flexibility yet to do any kind of rolling – or yeah. anything like that, like literally rolling like doing my rolls. I can't even do yeah. those still. So it's it's weird to kind of just be to just be accepting of this moment of I can't physically perform the way I want to and I'll let my body get to that point again slowly but surely. And it's almost like a nice breath of fresh air. As weird as that sounds and I'm not saying I'm not trying to put down anything about training in martial arts, but it's almost this weird relief. Of, of, like this moment, I'm I'm just accepting, of just I am not doing martial arts right now, Mm -hmm. you know, because like you said, like you think of me as a martial artist and how I was training all the time, I I can't do that now, so it's almost like I'm just stuck to watching and really studying it and not able to actually practice it, which is something I I'm I it's weird because the bug is starting to come back already like. I was laying down and um i was stretching and I was, I was thinking oh this is the triangle and this is how this is, i'm hip escaping on the side you mm-hmm. know like you start to get the itch to come back and then, and then you think uh oh man like you know i'm, I'm helping a friend stretch and i was like oh i could slip the arm over and push and like lean over yeah, and yeah. get the shoulder down I oh it's coming back it's coming back but a part of me is is almost reluctant to even think about and actually commit to, I'm going to go to a Muay Thai school. I'm going to go to BJJ school. Uh, while one hand, I'm sure it'd be interesting. I'm sure it'd be educational. And I'm sure it would be fun. A part of it is also, uh, like you know, because we trained together, the practicality of what we trained in is something that is a real cornerstone of me wanting to invest myself, literally my health, into another school in art. Because I keep thinking of the limitations of the other arts. And I, yes, every art has limits. Every art has strengths and weaknesses. But yeah. it's just like, I immediately think of, well, I know our senseis would always teach us about a street situation if, you know, you have change in your pocket, or if there's rocks and sand on the ground, or if you're doing something on concrete versus mats, mm-hmm. or if you're caught while you're sitting down, or, you know what I mean? Like, just shit you're not going to learn i know they're not going to teach you self defense from a chair yeah. and in fucking muay thai yeah. that's just not something they do they train conditioning and sparring drills and bag work and pad work and partner drills like it's it's all that stuff and it's a part of me wants to do it cuz it looks fun and i think I, I think i would have fun doing it but the other part of me just goes do you want to commit that time and investment for that and a part and that part of me responds and goes not right now not right now and I don't know if I'm ever going to. And that's kind of a weird thing to say. Like subconsciously
1: so do you think it's um like you starting over though? Like you're you've you've invested so much time already into ikea that the idea of starting new again in something completely different?
0: No, that I don't mind. Okay. I don't mind. I like I like I've always I've always like fantasized if I ever went to another place While so training in Aiki Jiu Jitsu, I would just show up with a white belt Mm. wherever I went and just see what happened. And if they asked, I would just tell them nothing. Oh, have you trained before? Nah, not really. I bought this on Amazon. And I just want to, because I'd want to be treated as a student. I want to be treated as somebody off the street. I want to see how they teach newbies. Not like, oh, because I I don't know this from experience with other schools, but I, I already have the image and heard stories of you say, oh, I'm a green belt and, and this art. They go, oh, let's see what you got. And it's like, well, no, I'm yeah. not here to prove myself or prove right. my rank. I'm here to learn from what you have to teach. And I don't like the mentality that that immediately follows. It's kind of like the same thing that happens when people ask you about martial arts. Like I've mentioned before how I've been at the gym and I'll be training kicks or something just to warm up. And somebody goes, oh, do you, you do martial arts? It's like, yeah. It's like, oh, what do you do? I tell them, oh, I do... I jiu jujitsu. Nobody knows what that is. And I go, oh, it's self defense judo. And they go, okay, cool. Like, what rank you at? Just yeah. Don't see it. I'm a clear about. <laughs> oh, well, really? What rank is that? What system is that? Like, fucking dude, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. Yeah. It, it just immediately, I always, I always respond. Oh, do you train? Yeah, I train. What do you train in? Oh, I train in taekwondo. Oh, cool. What's where's your school? I don't, I don't give a shit about your rank. Yeah. Like I'll even I I won't even ask about the rank I'll just go how long have you been training mm-hmm. oh on and off for about ten years dude good for you way to stay committed that's awesome yeah that's really all that matters to me at that point I don't give a shit if you're a black belt I don't give a shit if you're a white belt if you're a white belt after five years then you probably have a fucking the hardest teacher I ever heard of which is saying something considering who we've trained under um, so. That, that's where my mind goes. So that that's what I think of. So it's not that I I am not too concerned about starting new. It's it's more so, like I'm I'm actually itching more for when I'm physically capable of you know dropping to my knees and moving around. I'm actually thinking more about oh I I'm gonna make sure I start practicing my katas because I don't want to forget them. Cause, okay. Because you know let the heavens forbid the moment that I get a text from sensei saying. Oh, hey, we're opening the school back up. Or, oh, hey, we have a location to come train if you want to come try out and like get back into it. And I show up, and he, the first thing out of his mouth is, oh, have you been practicing? Yeah. <laughs> and I don't want to say, no. <laughs> like, that's not what I want to say. I want to say, yes, sensei, I have been practicing, and I'm ready to show you my katas. Yeah. You know, like, that's what I would want to say. So... Yeah, it's just, I don't know if you, I know you've been out for a while, but you've have, you have have you a lot of shit going on in your life because you have a child, so you have a very mm. different situation than I do. But did you feel this kind of relief almost, like I do, where it's kind of just nice to be, like, I'm not involved in this. I'm t- I feel this with uh, with hockey a lot, too. When I have the off season, I actually really look forward to not playing hockey. I love hockey. It's my number one love. It's that I've that I've always been consistent in, and I've had for the longest. But when my season ends in the spring and the summer rolls around, I can't wait to just go practice stick handling. Mm. To just practice shooting the puck with a friend to just go skate laps and just get back into my form and learn about my technique. <clears throat> yeah. I really appreciate the moments I don't have to play in a high pressure game situation of performance. You,
1: yeah, in simplistic terms, it's you're you're just being you're burning yourself out, you know, like even with things that you you have a passion for, like you live it, you breathe it, you can't live without it you still get burnt out, and you have to take that hiatus for a little bit, right? So, I mean, but that could go for anything. I'm a video game addict, and I'll admit to it. But then, like, I'll have these one, two-month periods where my consoles collect dust because I'm literally playing it every day for so many hours. It's like I just burn myself out. I'm like, you know what? Let me, like, actually live life again and do something. I actually don't mind playing video games right now. I'm enjoying... The break from that and doing something else or with martial arts though um the reason why i left and it's not because i wanted to i just i had to financially oh i know you did yeah yeah i mean i probably would still be there you know um doing classes well before they you know closed down anyways um but yeah it was just because like you said just everything going on in my life and with my family and you know in situations like that they come first and then you have your bills so i had to figure out my priorities but i mean as far as the relief or did i if i felt anything you know um yeah you know what it it, it, it jujitsu conditioned my body or it was training to condition my body for certain things that i just wasn't used to um taking striking martial arts my entire life so like you know especially the wrist man my wrist um in the beginning like the first couple months were just like shot completely um you know but then after a while i noticed this like new strength i had just in my wrists from Taking jujitsu, and I, I lost that strength, you know, from this hiatus. But you know, I, I, it's like, in a in a sense, just what it consisted of. I was like, you know what, this feels nice. It, you know, like when after my second week of not going, I was like, wow, you know, this, it it felt weird, but I felt free in a sense. I love martial arts, but it, there comes a time where if you do it every week. And, you know, then you're nonstop at home, and and you just, even just taking a few days not training at home, you're like, wow. You know, I just, I feel different, but it's nothing negative. You know, it's, um, do I miss it? Sure. And, you know, when you and I started working out, I started getting that itch just to get back into shape and, you know, do martial. Like, you and I have goals, you know, for when I get to a certain point, you know, we could start training and whether it's Aiki or something new, whatever. Um, you know, I'm like right now I'm starting to get that itch again as well. And especially with the striking, cause I, I haven't been practicing, um, any Taekwondo or karate for I, probably since I quit jujitsu, you know, because when I was taking jujitsu, I was like, you know what, let me, let me start doing some of my old katas from, uh, Shotokan or Taekwondo just to, get my arms and legs back into shape and whatever but
0: there's a weird thing about practicing katas that i like where especially if you don't do them often or if you don't like if you like in art, like in, our, in your situation especially when you just go you know what, let me practice katas again and you start going getting back to the mental state of doing your kata of the what it's supposed to be mm-hmm. and it's weird because you always see it especially in like kung, old kung fu movies it's
1: almost like a It's a meditation of some sort. Exactly. It's a
0: stereotype in Kung Fu movies, but it's funny because I think it's very true. When you're practicing your form, it's very much – and, you know, I never noticed it until this happened because when I was doing it every week, twice a week, you know what I mean, at least just for class, you you don't realize what you're doing. You mm. try to drill it in class and then you go home and you try to review it. And then you go back and do it again in class. And that's what I did for six years. So then you have that and then you have not doing it and then slowly getting back into it. It's almost like you didn't realize the state you were in. right? And now, now for me at least, I think, oh, I'm... This is a very different mental state when I'm doing my, my katas. You know, when I'm like trying to do my moves and I'm... Tr-. It's 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 very meditative it's very it's very relaxing almost like when i'm done i'm just like Whew. it almost feels like i just did a yoga class mm. to be honest especially if i'm doing the katas right and i'm not getting mad at myself for yep. messing them up <laughs> I, it feels really good um it's yeah it, it, it's it looks like a like i said a stereotype in the kung fu movies but i, I feel like it's actually very on the nose about how meditative and physically freeing it feels when you finish a kata and you know you did it right and you're just and you just think i did it yeah it, it feels really exactly. good it feels really good um well i'm glad i'm not alone in that you know but like i'm starting to get that so i i i have a I, the similar mentality to what you just said but with the exercise because i went the entire time i've been injured i haven't exercised right i just started working back in the gym like last week doing light weights and trying mm. to do stuff and it's weird because I was so hungry to get back in the gym and start doing activity and get back on the ice and get back in the dough. I need to need to do stuff, need to do stuff, I need, need to do stuff, need to do stuff. You know, just fucking let's go, let's go. But then I just accepted it. Like second month in, I just accepted it like, fuck, my back's busted. Mm. This sucks. Just I can't force it to go any faster other than what I'm already doing. I'm doing my stretches at home. I'm going to physical therapy at the time three times a fucking week. It's like... I i'm trying to eat as clean as possible i'm doing what i can this is the best i can do accept it and i did and i'm i'm back and the itch is starting to get like relief now because i'm Mm -hmm. doing things but i'm looking back and it's almost like you just said i almost feel relieved i didn't do any physical activity for two and a half months yeah because i feel like my body was so burned out yeah and now that i'm getting back into things i know what my
1: body feels like rested and The amazing thing too is like you don't realize you're burned out until you actually stop because you you think oh It's just my body's being conditioned to it. You know if I just keep going at it like you mentally you don't know It's when you actually just stop You don't have balance now. Yeah mentally you're thinking about it. And you're like, oh, no, I actually feel different Yeah, and it's not a bad thing. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. No, it's not like I, I was just saying to my therapist today when I was at PT he was saying he was asking me an, an, anything different over the weekend when you did stuff, and I was saying no. But you know what? I, I I'm there's a weird clarity I have doing stuff now. It's like I'm refeeling my body. I know what muscles are engaging when I'm in a low position now in hockey. I know what muscles are firing in my workouts because I'm focusing on it. But more importantly, I I'm feeling the after effects. I feel my lats and my delts after you know a, a back and chest day. Like mm-hmm. I'm feeling my glutes and my and my hamstrings tightening like two days after leg day, like I'm really noticing the cause and effect of what I'm doing. Mm. And it's, I'm almost hyper aware of, of the sensitivity of what to do and what not to do now. And I was telling him, I was just saying, I think I'm actually in a much better physical state because I'm aware of it. And I know when to take my foot off the gas pedal compared to before. I was going 100 miles per hour everywhere. So for me, 100 miles per hour was the standard. So I didn't notice it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But now that I've been going 20 miles per hour and now I'm slowly ramping back up to that speed, I go, oh, wow, that's fast. Oh, I'm going really fast. Okay, slow down, slow down, slow down, slow down. All right, let's cruise here. All right, let's 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 take it down to 20 for this day. Next day, all right, let's, let's push it up to 80. Let's push it up to 80. Let's see if we can get close to it. So it's like this nice life of relativity that i'm beginning to feel and understand again and mm-hmm. that's that's really that feels really good yeah that feels really good so at least i'm not alone i'm not alone in
1: that yeah so. it's, it's a very common thing for sure
0: yeah so with that i would say everybody practice your katas absolutely <laughs> practice your katas and uh stop and smell the roses every once in a while yeah and also if you're 48 years old you should probably stop fighting professionally <laughs>
1: Oh hot hot, oh, hot, 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 hot. hot, hot.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. I uh, hope everybody had a good holiday. Yeah. Cheers. Peace. case let's try again talk again about uh swallowing the devil's dick
1: uh devil's dick hot as shit uh he came quick and now i'm uh you don't have to spit bars okay (laughs) all right i I don't know
0: (laughs) i didn't say rap about sucking the devil's dick you're like trying to think of like lines to spit like it's a fucking rap battle (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> devil's dick sucked that dick he came quick <laughs> it's like all right you could just say like it was hot it was really hot it was
1: super hey man you gotta spice things up you know yeah true okay